Today, I'd like us to talk about know, like, and trust. I'm sure these three terms are known by most people who are in business today. So it used to be an old adage in marketing and advertising circles to say that know, like, and trust are important in the buying process and those are the main criteria why potential customers will choose effectively to do business um, with us. So, like I said, it was an old adage and it was behind all those principles like um, AIDA, that's A-I-D-A. Uh, I think for advertising people, I think that used to be... Um, is it attention, intention, decision, action? Sorry, attention, attention, intention, desire, action, or something like that. I can't remember anyway. Um, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you remember that my mom used to be in marketing and advertising circles. So those are just some of the stuff that um, we used to hear them talk about you know, back then, you know, when they were brainstorming on campaigns and stuff like that. So I know that uh, no like, and trust used to be a thing. ADA used to be uh, a thing and other acronyms and buzzwords that people used to throw around uh, back in the day um, in the 80s. And some of that um, lingo and also some of that philosophy has also carried over to the modern digital um, sphere. And that's the reason why folks like you and I, uh, whether we sell inverter batteries or whether we're wedding photographers or wedding planners or even if we sell shoes uh, on bags on Instagram, that's the reason why we can be familiar with these ideas around know, like and trust and that we should be trying to actively um, cultivate know, like and trust when we enter into the marketplace and we're putting our content and um, um, stuff like that. So that's the uh, idea basically. So in other words, if there's no knowledge of us out there in the market, then few people are likely to do business with us. Of course, that makes sense because nobody's going to do business with a non-entity. Uh, um, let's see. Okay, yeah. So another reason why that's fairly obvious is because if there's no market awareness, then people don't even know who to look for in the first place. You need to um, try and uh, put a stake in the market, put your name out there, so that when it comes to when people actually have um, a need, especially for those in the wedding and the event space, they know who it is to um, look out for. Because the first time that somebody comes across your wedding planning out, uh, wedding planning outfit, let's say your Kemi Wedding Planners LLC. So the first time somebody comes across a Kemi Wedding Planners and Co., uh, most likely they don't need a wedding planner at the time. <coughs> so, excuse me. So the goal is to try and uh, put some awareness out there in the market so that when people do actually need that, they can remember that, oh, I saw this lady on Instagram, uh, Kemi Wedding Planners, or the person uh, would remember that, oh, I saw uh, my sister is getting married, I saw this on Instagram, uh, let me search for her, you know, stuff like that. So that's the whole um, idea um, with the no factor and um, market awareness. So whenever you hear no like, and trust, um, no basically is the same as market awareness. Now, this criteria has carried over well into the digital era, just like I said. So the focus of a lot of content and advertising and promotions, uh, things that we uh, put out over the internet, whether Google, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, whatever. So it's exactly that, to get people to know who we are and expose people to our brand, uh, to our products and services. And especially in this day and age where values seem to be important to the um uh, potential customer. I mean, that's what I hear anyway. That the not not the millennials, the people after the millennials, that they only do business um, with companies that hold the same values as them. So I guess if that's a thing, I don't know if that has reached Nigeria yet. Then I guess you also have to try and expose some of the values that you hold um, as a business. Um, although I'd be surprised if 
there are any group of Nigerians who say, um, I'm not going to do business with um, Unilever, or rather I'm not going to buy Unilever products because they have a different stance on the environment or a different stance on um, whatever it is that I hold valuable. But anyway, sometimes Nigeria is behind uh, Western societies when it comes to these sorts of trends. So I guess if it's a trend over there in North America and in Western Europe, then maybe it's only a matter of time, who knows, 10 years, 15 years or whatever, that is going to be a trend here as well. And so maybe old foggies um, like us should also get ready to start um, anticipating, should start anticipating how we can express some values uh, behind um, the marketing and the content that we put out there. So anyway, enough about um, the no. Uh, just know that whenever you hear uh, no, like, and trust, if you hear no, that just means market awareness. Now, the second factor, like. So like is essentially uh, likability. Okay, now that sounds, my father wouldn't be happy with that. He told me not to use circular definitions. So, um, where was I? Okay, yeah, so likability is important and is relevant in the digital age because nobody sets out to do business with um, an entity if they think that entity is repulsive. So if people think you are a, um, okay, let me just stick to the wedding uh, photography space, at least for the male photographers anyway. So if you come across as a cocky, um, repulsive, um, abhorrent, abusive dude, then very few people are going to want to do business with you anyway. I mean, some people might be drawn towards that kind of brand uh, positioning because after all, people did like um, Donald Trump. Uh, but the thing is, we're not setting out to deliberately um, attract a certain kind of audience, if I can put it that way. But uh, bottom line is basically um, you have to be likable because people don't set out to do business with anyone who is inherently repulsive. And that's the reason why uh, marketing material that we put out, our flyers, the sales copy that we use, um, you know, all the advertising uh, collateral, the content that we put out on Instagram and everything, we always make out to put our best foot um, forward. And that's precisely why, um, at least in the wedding and the event space, um, a lot of the thing that we put out is um, um, aspirational. I mean, we're trying to appeal um, to the good, to the high, to the sophisticated, you know, stuff like that. We are trying to be um, likable. So when you see like in the mix, of course, that's... Um, likability and uh, making yourself essentially uh, appealing to folks. Now, what about trust? That's one that gets some contention. Is it still a necessary part of the mix in today's business climbs? There are some people who say that no like and trust. Yes, that was good, but that was for the past. Right now, um, trust is not an essential part of the conversation. That's what some people say. But in my own opinion, and I think there's good data to show that um, Trust is still important because being trustworthy essentially boils down to whether people think you are credible and whether people think you are competent. There are other things that go with being trustworthy, but whether people trust you as a wedding planner or whether people trust you as a wedding photographer has a lot to do with whether they think you are credible and whether they think you are competent. So if they think you are incompetent or if they think you don't have credibility, uh, you don't have the training or you don't have the eye for the job, um, or you have a bad reputation, then you're going to come across as um, untrustworthy. So it's something that we can't avoid. Um, it worked in the past. It worked in the 80s. It worked in the 60s. It worked in um, AD 200. And it's still going to work in uh, 2022 and uh, 4022. That's if the world gets to last that long. So... Um, to be trustworthy, people have to think that we are good at the job and that we're capable professionals. 
If they don't think we're good at the job, if they don't think we're capable professionals, then they are not going to call us because nobody likes to hand over their garments to an incompetent tailor. I mean, my wife has. Um, she's the one who handles our styling and our dressing. So there are times that we invest a lot of money. We get some nice uh, ashoke. Sorry, not ashoke. What's it called? There's this uh, local textile. I can't remember what it's called. But it's nice. It's light. Sometimes you use it to make matching outfits. So we get them. We send them off to the tailor. And um, once in a while, the tailor does a terrible job. And she's like, nope, I'm not giving this guy any material again in the future. And then we're off to look for someone else. And... Um, uh, basically, that's um, trustworthiness um, there and competence and credibility and capability. So nobody likes to take their, uh, the the Ashoke that they spent with their hard-earned money or their uh, Senegalese or whatever material it is that you use. Nobody likes to take that and then hand them over to an incompetent tailor. It's the same with the wedding photographer. If the wedding photographer is still learning work, in quote, as we say in this part of the world, in other words, if the guy is still an apprentice, um, and it doesn't look like he has a firm um, grasp of the art. You know, Most people are not going to want to take chances with that kind of a wedding photographer, except if it's a deliberately low-budget couple, and that's part of their, their, their whole shtick, because some people do that. Let's hire someone who's a novice, we'll beat him up on price, then after we collect the um, photos, we can say that he didn't do this, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, we're not paying the balance. So um, that, that sort of thing still happens today, um, unfortunately. And even in the medical space, nobody wants to pay to go see a doctor who graduated from Toronto University. I mean, for those of us who are old enough to remember um, Tinubu back when he was a governor in Lagos and the whole Toronto scandal, where he had a doctorate degree, and I think he claimed it was from the Univers University of Toronto or, well, some other school, um, and it turned out to be false, or at least it was rumored to be false. Um, at the time, and uh, there was this uh, big-time lawyer, uh, Ghani Fawami. I think he wanted, um, was pushing for the police uh, to investigate it, and uh, it turned out to be a really interesting constitutional um, issue because he was governor at the time. Well, and I'm sure it makes no sense to those of you listening to this podcast, but for those of us who have um, legal backgrounds, because my first background was in law, it was a really exciting time for uh, those of us who were young um law uh, students in universities at the time because lots of things that we were taught in school um, were being hashed out um, over the airways uh, live and direct so that we could see how all these legal principles apply. Anyway, the bottom line is nobody wants to take their hard-earned money and then give it to a fake doctor. So, of course, we have to be trustworthy. Trustworthiness also has that whole thing of um, competence um, and uh, credibility um, built into it. So, um, there's going to be a lot of talk over the airwaves uh, where people say things like uh, we're now in the age of so-and-so, uh, you know, that used to be the analog age, this is the digital age, and so because of that, um, sales, marketing, and advertising will have to change. So people say all that rubbish um, a lot of times that uh, no, no like and trust uh, applied in the 80s or in the 60s or whatever, but now we're in the digital age, so people don't need to know you, people don't need to like you, people don't need to trust you, and um, all that crap. All these people who keep saying we're in the new age, uh, things have changed, or we're now in the COVID era, things have changed. But the thing is, so long as humans remain fundamentally the same, the principles we use in the art of persuasion and the principles that we use in the art of business are always going to be relevant and applicable. And that's because the uh, thing that connects it all, uh, the human beings, are fundamentally the same. The only things that change 
whether with COVID or whether with digital environments or whether we're in the agricultural age or in the stone age, the only thing that changes is just the physical context in which we apply them. So in the agricultural um, age, uh, before you know the missionaries came over here, no like and trusts were established in different ways. In the stone age, you know, it was established in a different way. Um, coming up to Nigeria in the 80s, I mean, when my mom was still a professional out in the field, uh, the physical context was different. I mean, now you had mass media, um, newspapers, uh, TV, um, radio, and decreasing urbanization of the Nigerian landscape. Um, so the physical context um, is the context that changed, but the principles remain the same. So now that my mom is retired and out of the field, and uh, now she has kids um, doing the same sort of thing that she was doing uh, some 30, some 30, almost 40 years ago, um, all we're doing is taking these age or um, these ageless principles, no like and trust, ADA, whatever principle it is, and we're applying it to a new context. So they had to do it in an analog context, TV, newspapers. We are doing it in a different context. We're doing TV and newspapers, yes, but then we'll also have the uh, internet to worry about. And uh, for our kids, I guess our kids will have the metaverse to worry about because, um, I don't know, somehow I don't think the metaverse is going to be a big thing uh, during our time. That's just my guess. Anyway, but then again, I'm not educated on these sorts of things. So come here to listen to me when it comes to um, sales, especially the art of personal selling. But don't take my advice when it comes to the metaverse. If you hear me say anything about the metaverse, take it with a pinch of salt. So uh, when the age of the metaverse comes along, like I've said, and human beings are living through avatars or we're living through um, robots or we have... Um, 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 what else? You know, digital. I mean, clones, the digital clones of ourselves in cyberspace. I mean, whatever form that the future holds, these ideals are still going to hold true. So, in the metaverse, no like and trust are still going to be essential. The question is not going to be whether no like and trust will apply in the metaverse. It will just be how are we going to get people to know us in the metaverse? How are we going to get them to like us in the metaverse? How are we going to get them to trust us in the metaverse? And not just the metaverse, but any verse or any age or whatever it is that um, uh, that is going to come um, in the future. So we'll see how these things um, are applied when the technology um, changes. But until then, don't expect these uh, three guys to go away anytime soon. And by these three guys, I mean no like and trust. No like and trust have been good for the 80s, been good for the 60s, been good for the agricultural age for the bronze age for the whatever age and they're going to be good for the metaverse um, age as well so summary whenever i go on all these um rants to talk about how we should ignore people who keep saying that we're in the age of this we're in the age of that things are changing we have to adapt um you know the more things change the more things uh, remain the same so just um figure out what the uh fundamentals are and um, apply them and you'll be fine. So if you're one of those people, because not everybody is a uh, sales disciple um, like I am who believes that personal selling is the way to go. So if you're one of these people who believes that branding is the way to go, it's the same. Figure out the fundamentals of branding, it will always apply. If you're an advertising, um, no like and trust, a that person, you know, um, it's the same. 
so uh, yeah so that's a pretty much um, summary the more things change uh, the more things remain the same and no like and trust are still relevant and i suspect they're going to be relevant for a very long time to come so thank you very much for listening to today's episode i'll catch you guys at the next recording